1: Oh, it's fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What
0: is the name? It's Roissy Unchained. All right, Patrick, where do you want to start? My God, we've got enough uh, How about topics right here with the Diamondbacks. You think
1: now we're talking about a possible garage sale for the uh, mm. the uh, the twins? I think the Diamondbacks might actually sell you the franchise if you want if you want to write out a check, right? Yeah, probably. They were, by the way, trying to start a campaign to get a new stadium. I got to think, uh, you know, hey. A, they, they were never going to get it past the dealers, but the, they're complaining because of the suites and the stuff. <laughs> and uh, that, that it's not a modern stadium. I think they better settle in for about another 15 years after this, right?
0: How old's that ballpark?
1: Well, they started in 98, uh, right? They, they were in the World Series in their fourth year, so they started in 98, yeah. 2001 so oh my god they started in 98 yeah they uh, they're talking <laughs> they i got a hunch well it's not as bad as the hockey team which started talking about getting a new arena two weeks after they moved into Glendale because they didn't like the location, right? Yes. Well, yeah, that, and they, that was
0: their own stupidity for yes, allowing anyone to build in Glendale. Yes. Hey, yeah, the, Cardinals, taking- the Cardinals play there eight yeah, times a year. That's yes, great yeah, for us, too. That'll
1: work for us, yes. Uh, they, they, they were. And then the other, I, I think the Suns, who have spent over a couple of hundred million, kind of like Target Center, more, you know, even more, they're they're complaining too. They'd rather, and this will, you know, if they make this run to the finals, which why don't like they and gonna, the
0: Coyotes get together and build their well, that, build, it it build, it build hockey one, but, slash? But basketball. I can't believe that
1: uh, you know, rental cars can build more because uh, basically it's tourist money. You forget uses, the uh, bill there,
0: huh? The rental car bill in Arizona is one of the most astounding things I've ever been. Well, handed. yes, because
1: it says twenty nine dollars a day plus. Tax and then it's like seventy. Yes, because <laughs> every I mean, if Florida's gotten that way too. You know that the the surcharge that the state taxes are way higher than the bill. Now, of course, you can't rent a car anywhere right now, so it's it's outrageous. You know, the some for some reason they're in tremendous demand to rent a car. Everyone's so. traveling again. Somebody, you know, somebody told me that uh, airport here is. The cheapest they could find was five fifty seven a week or something, which is You're kidding me. No. So here, and that you know, I don't know what kind of that is. But anyway, this uh-huh. is amazing. May sixteenth, I think, is when it started, and they were right around five hundred. And you can take your pick of how many they've lost. They've lost thirty-one out of thirty-three. <laughs> And thirty four out of thirty seven, according to my math today, I looked it up, and I I said they need a guy like Breslin to write a book about this team, don't you? I mean, like the Breslin's famous book about the Mets, Uh, you know the the uh, what was it? The gang that couldn't not shoot straight, it wasn't shoot straight, the gang that couldn't do something, but uh, the greatest sports book ever, but. Corey, Tori Lavello isn't Casey Stengel. The laughs aren't uh, quite right. as they—they uh, they, they don't have Casey to
0: say. Yeah, this is not funny. No, that no, was funny. That
1: was funny. The Mets were new, and Mets it was were, fun- and the and the National League absolutely hosed them on players. They gave them no players when they paid their expansion fee. You know, again, Marv, Marv, Rod Kneale, Hot Rod Caneo, <laughs> uh, uh Marv, Marv, Thronberry. The guy who hit a triple and missed both first and second—that's the best. That's the best. My favorite Casey quote, though, was about Ron Swoboda, the right fielder. You know, he was playing right field. He was in the big leagues at age eighteen, nineteen. Him like Crane Pool, they yeah. had them both. And and he said, "He, what do you think of Swoboda as an outfielder?" He says, "He leaps for him and they ain't there." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, you had Casey, you know, providing great humor right. every day using all this stuff, and uh, that's not it. I mean, Arizona is not a hotbed of summer baseball interest; it's a hotbed of spring training. That's mm-hmm. what it is, and they don't, they don't, you know, if they're good, they'll go and watch them, but not. There's no Diamondbacks fever, and now you do this to them, and they didn't. I don't think they had any idea they're going to be terrible, did they? No. No, not like this, no. No, I mean, no. They, they, there was no, like, they're one of the tanking teams. Texas yeah. is
0: tanking. and Well, Bal- Se- Baltimore has been tanking for five yeah. years or whatever well, Seattle it is.
1: was supposed to be tanking, and they're 500 or something or a little over, but, uh, uh, the uh, you know, this is incredible, 34 out of 37. They just uh, put a thing up here on MLB Network that there's only three teams in history with 40 or more losses in a 45-game stretch. Yeah, and they're one of them. Wow. Yeah, and it's funny how little it tells you something about baseball in in the public consciousness now, because this mm-hmm. in even in the seventies would have been like daily news you know, diamond ba- headlines when on Baltimore, the front page. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah, it was. And this is like, you have to go look for it to find out that when they set the record for most road losses, it got a headline. 23 in a row, which by the way is still active because they're home now. They just got swept at home this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, <laughs> but I mean, it's, uh, you know, think how bad our boys are and they're, you know, until this four game winning streak, and they were still winning two a week. You know, yes. <laughs> these guys haven't won two a month. Yeah, it is remarkable. It, it is incredible. It is, uh, Speaking it is of
0: amazing. Texas, those Rangers aren't very good, are they? No,
1: you got to stay out of Joey Gallo's wheelhouse. Yep. And uh, this Garcia, who's leading the, he's going to probably be the rookie of the year if he keeps going like this. But beyond that, OOFTA, uh, you know, I, I don't – they must have thought, okay, we're moving into a new stadium. We'll draw people, you know, air conditioning, even even if we stink. Uh, but, you know, I, I have no idea what their farm system looks like or anything like that. But, uh, wow, that's another place, if you're bad – there's no hardcore basket baseball interest, you know. It's a great baseball state for producing players, but they don't, you know, live and die with the Rangers down there. They live and die with one thing down right. there, the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and uh, and the you know the the stars found that out when you know they were a the hot ticket when they were winning Stanley Cups, and then nobody went to their games, and then they made a run last year, and I, there was a pandemic, so nobody knows. But uh, you know that's a that's another. You know, th- this is almost this is remindful in a in a larger way of the twins when they went to the Metrodome in '82. You know, yep. new stadium, hey, new stadium, yeah. And then in April, Calvin traded Smalley, yep. uh Corbett, and uh, did he trade somebody else? He basically. Traded the guys that somebody'd heard of, and they drew i think nine fifty nine. 9- in
0: ninety in eighty two, yeah, okay, yeah.
1: Nine, they were not; they didn't hit a million their first year in the in the, the glorious dome. So that that's
0: <laughs> no that, air conditioning didn't help either. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that was uh, the sweatro dome. I used that uh, several thousand several thousand times. And remember, we thought it was going to be the easiest home run park in history. Yes, when they didn't have air conditioning. Yes, because <laughs> it'd get ninety three degrees in there, and the ball'd be flying out. The hottest I've ever been in a stadium, and, you know, there's been a lot of them, um, various out Baltimore, I suppose a couple of times in Baltimore it was worse, but was that the Vikings' first game in there, that August, whatever the hell it was, August 18th, you know, and they put, this is the first time they put a full house in in the summer because the Twins were drawing 8000 a game, you right. know. It was ungodly in there because heat rises. You got people up in the deck. And by halftime, there were 35,000 people standing outside and 20,000 20, inside waving, waving programs <laughs> and stuff at themselves, damn near dying. It was my wife, for some reason, she went to that game. I think we, we got her to go to that. I say hey, the first game, she lasted 20 minutes. She was I'm shocked she went in the first I, place. know. I don't know who we got her, who who she went with. I don't know
0: how that worked. But uh, They were it, so it, proud of b- building that place on the cheap and doing everything they can on the cheap. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. They were just so damn proud of that. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, you know what? Oh, she wasn't my I I just started. Dating her, I was going to do a favor for her, and luckily it survived that relay. That I was going to say that was almost, yeah, yeah I real romance the hell out of her. The first thing I did was take her to a Woody Allen triple feature at U- Uptown, lasted for two of them. I had about a month later she told me she hated Woody Allen and then uh then I let her and then I made her go to a football game which uh, damn near killed her. Really so that was bigger
0: not romantic a, as I not, am was not off
1: to a good start there ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they're uh they're terrible. Beyond that, uh it's amazing uh when uh, your bullpen comes in and gets somebody out, huh? That you Yeah, think? how about that? Yeah. It was uh, Alcala is getting a little better. Mm-hmm. He's throwing more strikes. He'll still he's still giving up what seven home runs or something like that. But uh, he's getting a little better. And Hansel, I think, had two, one, two, three innings, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Might yes. have been his first of the year. Yes,
1: and uh, he didn't course, walk the yard. Rogers is uh, fabulous. He's very good. And uh, you know, and beyond that, Duffy's Duffy's got his act together again too. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you got. You got four of them that you can you can use, right? Mm-hmm. So that that helps. And Theobar isn't bad either. So all of a sudden, this bullpen that they thought was going to be acceptable is is acceptable. But we'll see how long that lasts. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I'm you curious. Know, you to never see. know. Hansel's going to come in there, and you know, they're un- Hansel and uh, Alcala are
0: unpredictable because of their control issues. Duffy looks like he's throwing it good again. So what can you get for Hansel eventually? Low-level prospect?
1: No, I, that, than I, don't that? Know. I don't know. I don't know. I I wouldn't. Who wants to get rid of guys if you're not going to get anything? I want, you might as well just play it out if you're not going to get something of value, right? Yeah. Something that, it's got to be somebody with a chance. It can't be Sean Anderson. Hey, that's worked out really well. Yeah, it is. Lamont you, Wade's doing fantastic yeah, it, for yeah. the Giants. No, no, but I mean, it can't be those type of guys. It can't be some of these clowns they got in St. Paul. I was over there the other night. <laughs> they are not <have> any prospects. <laughs> this There's is... nobody there. Rook, unless you're on the Rooker bandwagon. Yes. Who might someday get 100 games in the big leagues in a three-year period as a right-handed hitter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if if it's still good lefties, but there's no prospects there. And uh, pitching wise, I see that Duran is throwing so few stri- strikes, they had to throw and put him on the DL
0: for uh, what they said. But they put sore- fore- arm- forearm tightness, right? Forearm tightness, which is the precursor a lot of times to Tommy yeah, John. Yeah, well, it's uh, and even
1: when he was throwing good, he was. Uh, I mean, even when he was not hurt, he was walking in the ballpark. I was over there, uh, what night was it? Friday night. Friday night.
0: Friday, your Friday night.
1: The, uh, the old timers are not particularly dazzled by the product. That
0: column worked out really well for your idea.
1: Yes, yes, it
0: did. I think you got what you wanted from them.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, and I didn't, I just only talked to like four or five people and they right. all said the same thing. I said, you know, they're different players, but the dedication to winning is totally absent, right? And the one guy was saying, you know, they had a guy four runs in. They'd already the first four batters had already scored, whaling, and nobody was warming up. He says, "What the hell?" You know, the guys. He says, "The last two times he's pitched, he hasn't virtually gotten nobody out, and they don't whaling this guy whaling wherever they found him." And you know, they they just it's. And the other thing is. Saints fans knew the players on the independent team better than they do this revolving door of who the hell are these guys, you know, because they change. Mm -hmm. Three guys change every two days, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, it's not uh, the, uh, although they did have a full house there Friday, I think they drew pretty well over the weekend. You know, they had like 7,000, 8,000. They they were in the 8,000, so... But it's because the people want to go and drink beer. And yeah,
0: stand, you know. and, and the beer's still cheaper than Target Field, is well, that right? Well, not really. No. I mean, I saw these guys had
1: them, like the big tolly, and they were nine bucks or something. Yeah, you can you can get a nine you, ten bucks. You, you can. Were get, you there. can Dad, yeah. Declan was there yeah. Friday. I stopped night.
0: in the press box. Uh, yeah, I had a beer in hand. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> very professional. What yeah. yeah. that one cost? That was a Kona. I, I was like ten dollars for a twenty four ounce. Yeah. Oh, it's not 10, bad. No, Pretty damn no, good. No, it's
1: a little. Yeah, it's a little cheaper than Target Field, yeah, but not much.
0: Yeah. Right. Twins, it, it, Twins, it's what? 11? 11.50? Yeah, probably like
1: 12 or 13. To somebody, to, <laughs> somebody told me, though, at uh, one of the, the beer drinkers I talked to said, yeah, they're about the same prices as they were with the Saints.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: the, the uh, Actually, it was an usher who was, that worked there forever who explained to me, though, they lost a bunch of ticket holders because when they sent out the bills, it was for 70 games, not 50. Oh yeah, so that would got, be so they got yeah. sticker. Now they didn't end up playing seventy because the you know the season was shortened by a month. But the sticker shock was, hey, look how much they're charging. Well, they were still charging fifteen bucks, right? But they were charging it an extra twenty times, so that's an extra three hundred bucks. And that's a
0: lot of baseball too. If you're oh, playing, yeah, well, the other thing is that Saints fans don't want to go to games
1: in April, right? Yeah, I and can't they don't want to go
0: to games, and yeah, you know, they uh, the short
1: April, season was fine
0: for them. They want to
1: go to them. They want to start going Memorial Day and stop Labor Day, right?
0: The Saints were never put on this earth for purposes of baseball.
1: No, but this stadium. Was not put on. This I, I earth. agree. I, yes. This stadium was not put on earth for independent for the northern. I league. agree with you. This is. A, I said the same thing. This is a first class. Yes. Uh, it needs a tenant like they have
0: now. But I'm just saying that yeah. runs counter to the fan base, yes. Yes, which which does. never. I mean, which used no. to be in the parking lot at the old place mm-hmm. for the entire game, and I know because I did that a few times. Yeah,
1: and you could say that the the you know midway was, you know, perfect for them because people. We love, as I've said many times, we love drinking on asphalt. Mm-hmm. Minnesotans, we love drinking on asphalt. We share that with, with <laughs> Wisconsin, one, Wisconsin people. Wisconsin Exactly right. Now, sometimes we'll have to, if there's overflow, we'll do it on grass. But we like drinking on asphalt at Met Stadium and other places. So,
0: Who do you think the first person was to pull up, like at the Met, and we, say, you know what we should do? Get drunk. Because yeah,
1: okay. the the Vikings... You know, the Twins weren't a big tailgating place. You'd drink, you'd open up your trunk and maybe have a six-pack in the back and then go in. The Vikings basically introduced it in a lot of ways. The Vikings introduced it at the Met Stadium, I think more so than Green Bay. I think more so than... I wonder who,
0: though, but I wonder how it, like... I don't know. Like, how do you start that?
1: But but I remember stories by the mid-60s, late 60s, about people who were having banquets out there and you know the big tables and the whole thing to, it was a big deal to you know at Viking games and then of course you hope one of the youth didn't come drunk Youth didn't come stumbling by and fall on your table or something <laughs> my my greatest memory of drunk fans was I'm leaving a game one night one day like an hour and well two hours after the game yeah. and a driving rain, walking to my car, which was over towards the, not the Thunderbird, the hotel on the other side, but I didn't get in them. The lot was down a ways. And this kid, probably 23 or 24, was up against the outside fence, drunk, backed up, like semi-passed out. And this poor semi-drunk girl was trying to, and she was like weeping. And she said, can you help me? Can you help me? This soaking wet drunk was sitting up against the fence. And I said, I'll find a cop for you, (laughs) ma'am. I'm not putting this drunk lug in my car. Yes. I don't (laughs) blame him. To take him somewhere. He might die between here and Southdale. Or throw up. Yeah, well, that, yeah, and that's, that's true. That's probably a given. I said, I and then I drove over. They were some guys, cops still over there. I said, uh, young lady over there has a situation. <laughs> and he said, another one, huh? <laughs> so, I mean, oof. You know, alcohol and
0: football man oh
1: it's a it's just
0: it's a dangerous marriage it is it's a marriage it but is. it's a danger. It's, it's volatile
1: i suggested several times at the paper and now it's, i don't bring it up anymore because nobody wanted that we do a big like pulitzer prize candidate series on football and alcohol and you'd have to like you know have to like fly around to Famous drinking, play you know the world's out cocktail party down in Florida and yep. Georgia, and you, you basically report it one year and dra- write it the the next August or something beforehand. But we never got the. That was the the resources it would take uh, was they used to, to be there. Yeah, it would have the old days.
0: But it's uh, it
1: is an amazing.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, I saw the statistics when when I was covering the Packers. The Journal Sentinel might have done a story about this, and they pulled uh, I mean, and, and the, they pulled the domestic violence statistics. Oh, on yeah. Nights the Packers lost, Sundays the Packers lost, yes, and it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, that's I actually
1: was talking about this today, though. Nothing, uh, nothing compared. Well, Buffalo, I never really, I walked through the lot, but I never really mingled with. Buffalo fans. Mm-hmm. But still the most frightening parking lot experience of my life was the at the vet for a 9:10 kickoff against the Cowboys on a Monday night. They were unbelievable. I was walking across at 6:30 yep. or 7. Yep. They were already gone. Yep. They took note of the fact that I might have been overweight in very graphic terms yes and also questioned my sexual preference rather vigorously so uh, it was uh, and if you
0: had walked through, through there eight they would have beat <laughs> the crap I, I out of you not, too
1: and i was an out of town there was no evidence of cowboy dumb in my hey, life
0: <laughs> philadelphia is a scary place oh it is for can football you,
1: it's can scary. you imagine uh, how the uh, 76ers are being treated Woo. and ben simmons there today how
0: about how about his teammates and Doc
1: throwing him under, Throw the, under was, the bus? It was yeah. incredible. Well, he wouldn't shoot because he was afraid. I know. He was. He was. He, as soon as he touched the ball, he passed it because he didn't want to get fouled. So he had to go. He went twenty-four out of seventy-one at the line in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the reason they blew that twenty-point lead is he went four for eighteen, I think. Yeah. Four for nineteen, something like
0: that. They just played hack a and he got humiliated. Well, and that hack and I don't get that. So, so you, you get penalized within the last two minutes of a game for that, where mm-hmm. the team gets the ball back. But why are you? Why do they allow you to hack a guy like in the first quarter without any penalty for it, other than he just goes to the line? Yes. Some Hawks guy in the backcourt in, in a couple <sighs> of games ago fouled him, and they didn't see it because it was so yeah. far behind the play, and he started jumping up and down and pushed him. Yeah, when they finally caught him.
1: When they finally caught him, though, early in the fourth quarter, they were following him every. You know, the second half they were following him every trip to the point. Uh, Bob Ford, who's a longtime columnist there, and he's, he left the Inquirer, but he's he's right. I follow him on Twitter. He's great. He said, "He said the good news is in about three weeks we'll get to see video <laughs> of Ben. Video of Ben making three pointers during the uh, during the uh, you know." During the off-season workouts. I saw that one. They got to get him out of there, though, too, for oh, his yeah. own mental health. But they also, you know, he has no value, really. Because, I mean, he's a great athlete, but he has no value because he can't shoot.
0: No. You know? Well, and he can't shoot at the most important times. No, no. Like, he'll fix a shot in July. Yeah. But who gives a crap at this point? Yes, yes, yes. If you can't fix it in the playoffs, he, he's he got the knob lock Steve Sachs thing. He's got some type of block that goes into place. Mm-hmm. When it counts,
1: well, free throws. I mean, twenty-four out of seventy-one. Wilt shot him left-handed one year. He hated him so much that he made half. Go <laughs> to the Rick Barry under. Yeah, Innis, uh, yeah these I'll guys. It. Are, these guys are too humiliated I to do it.
0: Who did it a couple of years ago? Somebody did it either in the pros or college. Somebody went oh, to it.
1: Rick Barry never missed.
0: Yeah, my, but I mean, you know, that takes away all the pressure of uh, whenever, whenever a free my throw.
1: friends, whenever my friends and I were shooting baskets on my backyard court the old man, had come out and have a free-throw contest with us, and he shot him underhand, yeah. and he made more. Because he played when they shot him underhand, you know.
0: and uh, Make it stylish again. Bring it back. Yeah, I mean, right. Rick Barry's a damn good player. Yes. oh, well, Christ, one of the all-timers, yeah. all-of-famer. So. Cantankerous, but a good player. That's,
1: uh, he wasn't even – I don't even think he was that cantankerous until – you know, he was a famous uh, – he was uh, his coach when he first went to the Oakland Oaks. That was his first pro team in the a- ABA. Mm-hmm. Was his father-in-law Bruce Hale was a guy from the University of Miami. I think he was the coach at the University of Miami. And Barry met his daughter, good-looking daughter, down there and uh, and married her. And they were married a long time. I don't know if it if it lasted forever, but they were they were married a long time. But he had what two kids playing the NBA? And three, at least two. Yeah,
0: John at least two. And, uh, Brent, right? Brent,
1: yeah, at least two. So,
0: but yeah, it's
1: uh, NBA playoffs have been good though. Yeah,
0: compared they've, to normal, well, of, because lo- of the unpredictability. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's what they didn't have for how long? <laughs> Ages. I don't know. Age. Yeah, maybe. Maybe.
1: Well, certainly since our boys have been a. In yep. the league, the last 30 years. So. And, this,
0: and this actually gives you hope that there is a path, at least, if you do things right and it's the Timberwolves, so they probably won't. But, if, if, you know, that there's a path to success now.
1: Randball couldn't resist. He uh, wrote a little something I saw about, should the Timberwolves trade for Ben Simmons? <laughs> yeah, We talked about but, uh, it to
0: start the... I said, start yeah, together. you
1: could put him with Culver and then he wouldn't feel so bad yep. that he can't make a shot. They could have the bricklayers tandem.
0: <laughs> I can't uh, I told Phil I I can't bring on another guy who's you that broken. Tr- especially
1: well, on oh,
0: Especially on a team that wants to shoot 35 threes, right? Yes. Although it, and Phil said, "Well, you can pass, or you can make guys look at." I said, "Still, he'll he'd be no threat."
1: No. No, you don't have to guard him,
0: you yeah. know. Yeah. You don't have to guard him. No. That guy exists already. He's Ricky Rubio. They're going to have a hard time getting rid of it. The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over 7,000 yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees, and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants. This oasis just minutes away from downtown Minneapolis provides a magical escape to nature. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. SaltTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by the Shakopee-Madwakanton Sioux community. Yeah, because they're going to want a lot for him. That's the thing about I it. I don't think so. Really? No. See, no. I, I don't know. Not he's after doing. this. They got to get him out of Philadelphia
1: for his, he you could, know, before he ends up in a straightjacket, a mental institution. Sure. could not be in a worse place. Oh, no. I mean, somebody said it, that this might be the first time in history that a team has gotten booed off the court after a seventh, after a close seventh game, mm-hmm. usually the hometown fans give you credit for a. Well, they made it to game seven, and it was a great game, and whatever, they killed them, they booed them. But uh, one of my greatest nights in a basketball arena, nineteen seventy-seven, off day in Baltimore, I'm covering the Twins. Schuler wants to go back to. Philly to see the shuler has got us got himself lined up in a suite but he's too cheap to rent a car and I gotta rent a car in Baltimore yeah so he says I got two tickets to the Philly game you wanna you want to go see the 76ers and the blazers in, in game three I think no game two game two wow because the uh that was the night that uh Daryl Dawkins took the swing at somebody and missed him and hit Doug Collins. <laughs> and, you know he was trying to hit somebody from uh, but the 76ers beat him that night to take a 2-0 lead and then the Blazers then the Blazers won the next four with Walton. Mm-hmm. It was but you look at the roster of that team, of the Philadelphia team. I mean there's 8, 9 of them that were outstanding. Julius Lloyd Free, World, world Peace. They loved him, the Rainbow Man. He had three different nicknames and they were running around the arena with these placards, the Rainbow Man. Uh, world B, he was, before he changed his name to World, he was World Free. Yep. And uh, all World Free. And then, uh, what was it? The Rainbow Man, World B. I didn't know he was called the Rainbow Man. Rainbow Man was what they called him there. And, uh, That's a great nickname. And there was, uh, you know, I, I can't remember, but it was they, they loved him, man. And they were running around the side of the court before the game holding up these placards the place was hopping, and they were—they knew they were going to win it. And then they got out to Portland and got their ass kicked, you know, because Walton was unstoppable. But Dalton was a—Dawkins uh, was a kid; he was like twenty, mm-hmm. you know. But they, that was—that place was hopping, man.
0: That, that was—and you used night. to go to the Mecca occasionally too, didn't you? Where? The oh, yeah. he would go over and see, McHale. Me drive over over and see and...
1: McHale every year. Yeah, back when he was charming.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's no longer the case. <laughs> that's
1: no longer the case. But yes. And that I also heard Steve Carlton's voice that night because Schuler and I met him at a bar after the game, McCarver and Carlton. Really? And, you know, and then there were six, seven, there were six, seven uh, Phillies. Yep. And Schuler, and then I was just sitting there drinking, keeping my mouth shut. And then drove back to Baltimore. <laughs> three in the morning. Oh, um, three in the morning. Yep. Yep. Window open. Yep. Just in case. Head probably out. <laughs> hey, I got to get a little made breeze here. It, made it. Boy, I was close to the legal limit that night. But anyway, it was, uh, Shuler and I were big buddies. hmm And then he pitched in Toronto, and the Twins got beat. I'll have to look it up. 11-2 or something. But he came in, he pitched three scoreless innings. Yep. Seventh, eighth, and ninth of a, well, sixth, seventh, and eighth or something because, you know, they've got their ass kicked in Toronto, as they always did. And uh, and he, uh, he called me over the locker the next day and said, my wife looked in the paper this morning. You didn't mention my three scoreless innings. We're never talking again. And we didn't. You're kidding. No. Three three wash-up any, you know. You're kidding three me. Three garbage time any. So you
0: didn't rip him? You just didn't no, mention I him? No, I
1: didn't mention him. But his wife was home reading because he'd been having a struggle a little bit. He was looking for these testimonials to him. I thought we were friends. <laughs> he became the general manager of the White Sox. I said hello to him a couple of times, but uh, I never talked to him. But he he didn't really Yes. Wow, that's some thin skin. That was one of my most shocking. You know, generally speaking. Yeah, you deserved it. <laughs> yes, I did. Ron Jackson tried I to kill you, yeah, but you deserved he, yeah, it. he deserved
0: it. Pop up. I never, you know. I mean, and it was worth the trade off, by the way. Well, I money,
1: when he, you know, when he called me.
0: But you weren't friends with those guys. I mean, you didn't go to stuff with. That's that is shocking. Yes, that a yes. pro athlete. Like, I could see yeah, Why didn't you say, him.
1: why didn't you give me a little, uh, yeah, next time I'd appreciate little, it? Why didn't you
0: give me a little ink about that
1: three scoreless innings? I said, and then I'd say, by God, I missed that. I'll get it next yeah, time. You could, Maybe I'll throw a little note in tomorrow's paper, you know? But uh, yeah, it was the goofiest thing of all time. Oh, you've never
0: told me that before. No. That is really thin skinned I suppose we couldn't get you to watch any golf yesterday. Oh, no, I watched it. <clears throat> the meltdown. <clears throat> the meltdown of Budo. I watched the last.
1: Three hours. Did you see Bluto's quote?
0: No, I don't think I saw it.
1: Bluto said that he never came off the rails. <laughs> that he just he said he's hit the ball the same in one tournaments, and uh, and <laughs> so when you're walking back and forth making an eight, you didn't come off the rails, huh? What a! Now I know why Kepka hates him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's a first
0: class jackass. Yeah, he is. He's uh, but he's good at being a jackass. Yes, that's, he is. But Come on. Yeah. He melted down like any. Well, he shot the highest back
1: nine of anybody who played yesterday. Mm -hmm. He had the 45, I think he shot in the back. He was leading the tournament on the 10th tee. He took a snowman on what? Yes. Uh, 17? 17, yeah. And maybe he was already four. He was leading the tournament. That and then he went, do that. I could do that if I... He, he was leading the tournament, went bogey, bogey, double bogey, but he didn't, he didn't, didn't melt, melt down. down. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. It was brutal. I I can't stand him just because he's like this.
0: I saw your tweet.
1: I watch I watched him do this, and yeah. I go, I, I can't get off the couch. I, I can't get out of my chair. I get clenched up watching him. <laughs>
0: you know yeah no he's yeah i know exactly what you're talking but about but the you know what they i think they
1: did this i didn't see anybody write it but i watched last year's open when he basically hit the ball so far and he didn't you know the rough the rough is what's supposed to make the US open different most places pinehurst it's not cuz they make the greens impossible but but he took the rough out of play at uh, wing foot because he hit it so far mm-hmm. that he could you know hit a pitching iron you know hit a hit a little pitching wedge uh out of the, so even if it's sitting down in that crap he can hit it 80 yards you know and and so he made the rough irrelevant so i said i'm watching i said next year from three hundred and ten yards, they're gonna get 'em to hundred and fifty yards. That stuff's gonna be so thick that you couldn't get it out with a lawnmower and they they were gonna i think that if you hit it like a normal human being and you hit it in the rough, you had a chance but if you, I think they uh I think they they made it as thick and yeah. as they could to keep him from hitting it three fifty and then three sixty and then
0: It was great fun to watch. Oh, it was. It was. I mean, the the whole thing on the back nine was. Yes. Oh, it was a meltdown of all time by everybody. That's one sport where failure is really fun to watch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I said that. It's tough to watch a baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right? It gets tough after a while. Yes, it does. It's difficult to watch. Yeah, it's the
1: only sport, I said, that a big share of the crowd roots for the arena. And not the athletes. You know, you're right. you know. Where else do we go to the game and say, "Boy, I hope Fenway has a good day against <laughs> these guys." You know, mm-hmm. as much as we like Fenway and Wrigley, we're not rooting for the players to embarrass we're themselves. We're going to grow
0: the right field grass higher so Max yeah. Kepler trips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. They don't. We we root for the course as much as we yeah, root for the. Right. We like. We as the game progresses and they hit it that far, we like to still see them challenged is the thing. And, and then, and then when the challenge turns into train wreck after train wreck, a lot of people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I do, I, I got to admit, I'm enough of a sadist to enjoy it sometimes too, but it did get excruciating that nobody made a charge. Nobody could make a charge. I mean, Rom shot, you know, played a hell of a round and made those two putts, but he's the only guy that played well. He's the only guy that didn't get taken down to his knees. Yeah, I felt sorry for Louis Oosthuizen though because he so much wanted to figure out a way to try to get on that green, but there was all he would have been doing was giving away money because he would have hit it in the water or something and went from second to fourth or something. Mm-hmm. How About DeShambo though, he went from. If he ties, he went from like one point two. If he finishes third or something, to ninety nine thousand. Is that what he got? <laughs> yeah, right, ninety nine thousand, something like that. But it was uh, it was compelling. It's funny they played Tory Pines in the you know in the in the early in the year February I think, and. Uh, they play both courses, and the the one course is easier than the other one. They play both courses for two days, I think, maybe three. two days, and then they, and then they all play the South Course, I guess. But by the time June comes, they got that thing. If it doesn't, if they aren't getting any rain, and they usually don't, they got that thing three times as hard as it is in the in the in February, you know, because they can get those greens. Something about those greens, man. They can't put them. Yep, lightning fast. Was that seventeen I guess?
0: or eighteen where it was incredibly difficult, and everybody kept mis- yeah. misjudging 18, it? Seventeen, eighteen's easy. 18, okay, eighteen.
1: If so, you get it over the water, it's you okay. Know, if you hit
0: it, if you hit it, the fairway. The putting on seventeen, there were a lot of guys who consecutively just misjudged it. You didn't see it Saturday, did you? I saw only a little bit on Saturday.
1: Did you see the Pacific Rattler? No, I did not know they had rattlesnakes. They do. This one was a that one of the ravines. Rory hit it in the ravine, <laughs> and they showed his ball down there. And within ten feet of it was this big honking rattler. They call it a. I never heard of it. It's a Pacific rattler. I had no idea it. they had
0: snakes. I didn't know they hang out by the water like
1: that. But uh, no, I didn't know that. Uh, well, you're. Close to the desert, I guess, but they they showed that guy down there, and they they would have, I think they would have given him a free drop. They said uh, the snake might bite you. So yeah, it
0: was. Uh, How about it, the ball that went in the tree that bounced? Yeah, up? That bounced was, up
1: into the tree. Yeah. Was the a
0: damnedest thing. Yeah,
1: right. stayed in the tree. <laughs> yes. Well, I said there's no way as hard as he hit that ball that it stayed in the tree. But then they finally showed it us that bounced, it bounced yeah. up and stayed in the tree. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a entertaining day. There's no no doubt about that. So,
0: anywho, do you know what I miss? What? Johnny Miller. Yo, I do. Johnny too. absolutely <laughs> melting down on players. Oh,
1: some. Who was it? though? one one guy said. Zinger. Uh, he, he was. It the, wasn't Zinger. It was one of the other guys said. Uh, These guys are all folded like cheap suits. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's but an old cliché. Johnny used to Johnny just, would have vilified yes. the old. Johnny would have said, well, they're handing this the... You know, he would have told them Johnny was great
0: because he didn't give a damn. No,
1: he didn't. He didn't. Players hated him, too.
0: I know, but that's what I liked about <laughs> yeah. Johnny. Yeah.
1: Well, Justin Leonard was... Uh, was it... Who was the guy he ripped it that just crucified at the Ryder Cup? And the players all got mad at him. I think it was... Might have been Justin Leonard. I can't remember who it was, but... Justin Lewin Leonard, one of the most boring guys ever who's now on TV. Yeah, I was gonna say he's now he's the, one brutal. of the commentators. He's brutal. He'd be good on BSN, but
0: uh uh but
1: oh. yeah, he's uh, Johnny was Johnny was the greatest.
0: Hey, to your point last week, can we get these guys back on the bleeping road, the announcers?
1: Yes, it's so stupid. I don't is, want him to guess like me. Like Dick is a,
0: completely
1: guessing in Texas. A couple of which, times, Dick admitted it. He says it looks yes. like uh, he dicks. You have no r- idea. No, what are they? Just get them back who's on the road. Who's saving the money? I mean, who's saving the money? I, the, I think do the twins let them fly with them, or does, I know that I know. I they, mean, I'm the sure the expense they expense meals
0: and stuff, so it's expensive. I don't care. Yeah, these guys it. have no clue what's going on in Texas. Is an awful ballpark. Plus, a they ballpark haven't seen the
1: it. Yeah, yeah. You got you got Dick and Perky, and neither of them have seen the damn thing. And and Corey Pro, uh, Glad- Atterbury was on with yeah. him today, but that's idiotic. This is Ricey for EcoFun Motorsports. The preseason sale on all bikes, scooters, and ATVs is going on right now in Forest Lake. Beat the spring rush and EcoFun will give you the free storage with your purchase until the weather is a bit more bike-friendly. If you enjoy bike rides on a summer day, but maybe your knees aren't what they used to be, then I recommend that you talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will personally help you select the e-bike that is right for you. They will even deliver to your front door in the metro area. Take advantage of the preseason sale prices right now. Bentelli bikes and Yamaha Power Assist bikes are at their lowest price of the year. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Take a test ride and put biking back on your list of favorite outdoor activities. They also carry a full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at com. That's E-C-O-F-U-N, Motorsports.com. And tell Tammy you heard it on Ricey Unchained. What are we waiting for? What, I mean, we if you're vaccinated and they you're... Got, and they got 40,000 people in the stadium yeah. surrounding the ballplayers, but you can't have two announcers. its It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's a money saver. Oh, I day. think it's all
0: money right yeah, now. But I that's my point. It's just end the charade.
1: Yeah, I mean you you want them to you want them to have some first hand information that they can provide you. Yes. I mean, Probus does the Baldelli stuff, so he interviews him every day and he bs's with him before he does the the show. But you're only getting one version of what the hell's going on. You know, if they're there, they can get more than one version of what's going on. Yes. Not just, you know, that's uh, it's 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 horrible for everybody. This but, idea that the clubhouse isn't open. And the, I mean, there's there's no reason for it not to be now. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Just get them back uh, in a booth in the building so they can know stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They can tell you what's going on. They can on. see the
0: bullpens, you know, Yeah. where
1: they, yeah, it's uh it is uh, quite the uh, charade, uh, to uh, say the least. So, uh, big win for the Vegases last night. Huh? Montreal's uh, Montreal's going to be a tough out. huh?
0: Oh yeah, I'm shocked.
1: What what's the deal? What, uh, how did this occur? There,
0: okay, Vegas has, I believe, nine goals in this series so far. They
1: switched goalies. By they did. They yeah.
0: yep. Uh, so, Flurry on Friday, late in the game with Vegas up two to one, I believe. Made a brutal decision and tried to move the puck and ended up basically putting it on a platter for it. the Montreal guy to score to tie it, and then the Canadians won in OT.
1: So you ball, you so you hooked the goal. So the
0: coach said the coach said it had nothing to do with that, but that's nonsense. No. It definitely did. And, and they started Leonard last night, and he yeah. played great. Yeah, he was fantastic. He hadn't played the whole postseason, right? He had played Game One against the Avs and got destroyed. Oh, really? But he okay. was sort of the sacrificial lamb for that game. Okay, um, but. So the Golden Knights have nine goals. Seven of them are by defensemen. Patriaretti's not scoring. Marshall's not scoring. Like all of these guys that scored against mm-hmm. the wild aren't scoring. Huh. So it's a, it's the damnedest thing. I mean, that's a two goals from forwards? Really? So
1: but Montreal, what do they do well? Have they become a real defensive outfit? They should, yeah. They do yeah. a
0: really good job of, of taking away. How's our
1: guy Eric playing?
0: He's actually playing well. Which line's he on? Fourth line, but it's good. Fourth line. Corey Perry, Eric Stahl. Really? Um uh Armani, the guy that, that they got from the Jets a few years back. Mm-hmm. Ar- Armia. Okay. Yule Armia.
1: Corey Co- Perry's gotta be old.
0: Corey Perry's old, but he's a pain in the ass. But well. Stahl has played well. Mm-hmm. I give him a lot of credit. He is he has adapted to that role really well. But we're going back to Vegas now. Yes. And uh, then do they go back to Montreal? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So it'll just play out like it ordinarily does. So six would be in Montreal, seven would be back in Vegas.
1: And uh, yeah. It's but Kerry kinda, Price
0: has been marvelous,
1: too. Has he really? Always been great. Yeah. He's been fantastic. And what's the other one we got going on? I can't even remember who Islanders. One. Island. Oh, and that's Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. That's two, 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 two right? yep. And that is a defensive series.
0: And that, they're going to be they're back in Tampa now, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but that's an old school that that's a coaching one. Jacques I bet loves. So this is
1: not the Tampa team from two years ago where they tried to beat you six to four, huh? Nope.
0: They they got swept by the Blue Jackets and they said we're doing it wrong.
1: Which was weird, because Louie did that a few times. He would get beat in the playoffs and then change the... Then we're going to go to a heavier team. We were
0: going to be the Oilers for a while. Yeah. Remember that one? We and were, then we were going to be the big, bad we were, we
1: Islanders? Were, we were closer to the yep. Oilers than we ever were, because the, they had some talented players. Yep. But, uh, you know, teams sometimes... Uh, well, that happens over with Gopher Hockey, too, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then, we, you know they'd get in the, you know, you'd have the best skating team in North America, and then somebody beat them, and we had to get bigger and tougher. And no, you just gotta—you just gotta have somebody not hit the post. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Know, you know, Good team. goaltending. Don't yeah. hit the post. Yeah, and
0: and then give yourself as many chances. But this is—you can. That one in particular is Cooper versus Trotz, because they're gonna game plan. That's that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They're gonna game plan to basically shut the opposing team down. And wow. Trotz is damn good. Barry Trotz is a hell of a coach. Did, uh,
1: did the Caps fire the guy after? Did nope. they, no. No. Who did I see got fired? Didn't somebody get fired one and none? Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Some. It's hard to keep track of coaches. I was going to say yeah.
0: coaches in hockey are fired all the time. So,
1: But if you haven't had three different jobs in hockey, there's something wrong with you, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guarantee you at some point in time, our guy Boots will be coming back. Somewhere. Don't you think? Yeah, somebody will bring in the Boots. Somebody will, yep. I haven't seen much of Boots on TV. What is he on? NHL Network.
1: He is, but what, like a backup?
0: Yeah, he's been in the studio a few times. I heard I saw him I a lot early great. in the playoffs. Oh, I heard heard very him He was great. He should probably time. do that for a career. Yeah. But I, think, I think he's doing something on Sportsnet, too, in Canada. Is he okay? Yeah, so so we don't obviously see that here. But, yes, I think he's doing Sportsnet I like stuff I'd like to see Canada. him more. Boots is great. He's great on the mic. You know what?
1: I love Canadian TV. No <laughs> I always, I go back to the Calgary Olympics. 88, right? You and Chris Miller. 88. And the figure skating became this huge thing there because yeah. you had Debbie Thomas and my girlfriend, Katarina Witt, and uh, Elizabeth uh, Manley from Britain. Uh-huh. Uh, and then in uh, the man, you had Botana and the Canadian who was the Canadian, the, they had a superstar, Canada, so he was, um, and uh, and then the, the other guy from the U.S. was good, too, so it was, it was, we were writing it a lot, but, so you had all these columnists up there writing about it, and basically, like me, knew nothing about it, right? Except <laughs> who did what. and Right. But they were all stealing their stuff from Dick Button. Who oh. was being heard in the US? And
0: we're not in Canada.
1: But I would watch Sportsnet because there was a TV in there. I'd go in there with the Canadian guys and watch Tyler Cranston or Taylor Cranston, their guy. Yep. They're, you know, they're old, old. Skater who knew what was going on, so I stole all my stuff from somebody else, making it look far more original than the Dick Button stuff. Okay, the the Dick Button observation—that's actually very very created. Yeah, who's you know who's who's going to know? But it was uh, you know it was great. It was actually it was a lot of fun, and I got to figure out what was going on. But that was where you back when they. Score, you could only like the six was perfect, right?
0: But yeah, six no was idea.
1: perfect on the on the score sheet, six oh okay. But like five two, five three, five four, five five, five six, five seven, five eight, five nine. The placements, there was only one available at those placements. So if somebody came out there and skated, if Katarina came out and skated and they didn't think she was great. They gave her a like a five eight or a five seven. Now they wouldn't give any sixes once in a very rarely. Mm-hmm. But they, if they gave Katarina five seven, you knew they were saving room for Debbie Thomas and Elizabeth Manley to oh. finish ahead of her. Okay. Now, if they go out there and skate like a drunken sailor, like Debbie Thomas did in the finals, and fell down more than you know. You, you know, was basically skating around was on a She, yeah, she was Jake <laughs> diving. So then they, then they end up putting her down. Then they find five point five or something to have, but they saved. This was back when they saved the placement spot. So you'd say, oh, oh I, didn't know. Gatorina, I didn't know. They're saving that spot above so you. you for give, De- so it couldn't were, be a tie. They were saving that spot above her, Debbie, above her for Debbie. Like they gave her a 5'8". That meant Debbie, the 5'9 was there for Debbie. Well, Debbie went out and skated awful. And as I do, when someone performs awful, I ripped the hell out of her, you know, but yeah, it was a big chance. She choked, you know, and, cause she was leading going in yeah. and she was a young African-American woman. Yeah. Gorg, you know, very nice kid, but, uh, this was pre email days, but there were numerous letters waiting for me when I returned from my, uh, the performance. Not happy Calgary with your assessments. No, we were not prepared at that point. To uh criticize vehemently
0: mm-hmm.
1: women's women athletes you know it's it's still a little more precarious than it used to be and then it, than it is with men but uh, not quite as bad. This is Ricey for the canopy group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit the com. Right, yeah. yeah. But Debbie was that was like the big event of those Olympics and the they were horrible to cover because they still had the schedule of the 10 day Olympics, but they moved it up to 16 because they paid so much money. So there were days, nothing was going on. Although the U.S. hockey team was great because every game was like seven to five. You know, they had Leach and they had. Oh, that was a hell of a great, roster. Great roster. And yeah, Dave they, Peterson was fighting with the media. And it was, they it had was, a
0: fantastic roster.
1: But. They played no defense. Yep. Eric Weinreich was it? Was a defenseman. Eric.
0: Yeah, Weinrich. Yeah, Yeah, Weinrich. Yeah, he
1: was great too. But he would give up two goals, and you know he'd have two assists and give up three goals, and it was it was
0: a tough run. It was just after the Miracle on Ice. It was a tough run for a few Olympics there.
1: I've said this a hundred times, but my favorite quote ever in a press box. I'm sitting next to Morgani. We're watching Sweden play Russia or something to see who's going to play next. And he says, you know what's wrong with this Swedish team? I said, no. What? He said, they have too
0: damn many Swedes. <laughs> that was the old Don Cherry. <laughs> the old... These guys won't do anything. They won't fight. They got no passion. <laughs> no, right.
1: they got, Oh, the old guard Swedes. hated, hated the, the, the European thing. Because the Swedes oh. came over here before... Yeah. Before the Finns, before the Russians. Yeah. The Swedes were like the first ones to come over and start taking jobs, right? Yes, who? And this was pre Ulf Samuelson, who was a tough Swede, right? Right.
0: right. Yeah, this was. Um, so who who was the Wild or the, the Wild. First the North one Stars. In- was Norsen? it Roland Erickson, Was he a Swede? Goalie, though, wasn't he? he oh, was no, goalie. no, no. This guy was a forward, but I no, forget no, what country he was. from. remember what
1: the hell. Because is- he's. No, the Swedish guy. We were bad-mouthing him because he wasn't tough enough. Uh, yeah. With the first Swedish guy. Yeah. And I can't remember what. Louis brought one over. Was it Louis? Yeah.
0: Louis, yeah. <laughs> Louis brought the—do you remember the Russian he brought over, Helmut Balderis, who was like 62 years old? He had been a great Russian player yeah, he, was, he
1: was. It wasn't a big guy. He was a small. No, a but I mean, Russian. we all thought, oh, Russian.
0: Yeah. This guy could not play by then.
1: <laughs> Poor Louis. Yeah, but—
0: uh, You know what I did see referenced? Right. I saw it referenced a couple days ago in relation to the Twins. I think it was uh, Betsy wrote in the Pioneer Press. She referenced the term man games. Really? They're baseball, she has man. She's now baseball. Well, baseball can have has got an, injured website, an injury website this that must it. list man, man games. games.
1: Wow. Louie. <laughs> Louie. You remember? Louis, tears in Louie's eye. Gary Sargent was my favorite. Gary Sargent had back surgery. Great player. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Great player. Had Bemid- back surgery. Bemidji. Yeah. Had had back surgery. Didn't play for two years. Yep. You know, basically his career was done. Louis was still counting him in the man games. 82 more man games. Yay. Hooray.
0: I was always told that, that one of the first things that Jack Ferrer did when he replaced Louis was he took the man game sheet and crumpled it up and said, <laughs> we are never referencing these again. <laughs> well, Herbie got very
1: upset with Sonmore and Louie for not excusing him enough because of injuries. That hmm. They did not talk about man games enough. I don't know if he wanted the man games term and stuff, but they did not. They did not excuse that 51 point season. God, I think was it was team, 51, right? That
0: was an awful that was, boy. We thought Herbie Did could, they crater?
1: Oh man. Yeah, I would think Herbie when you stink is not not, not your coach. Herbie yeah, no. Herbie's not Herbie would I would have liked to have Herbie as the coach with these Twi- fighting twinks for the first two months of the season on his Zoom call. You would not have been Rocco esque Zoom, Zoom call. By the way, all time and you you notified me just as I was about to tweet it. I think this was the worst Doc Rock ever. Maeda <laughs> strikes a guy out. Did he strike mm-hmm. him out? But he did he got no, it out? No, no, it out. was a. Ground ball, ground ball, he d- back to Maeda. He a did, little big hopper. He yes, jumps up. He had a jump for it. Jumps up. By the way, he's a hell of a fielder, right? Yeah. And he, he throws the it to first. And as he's off the mound, he kind of uh, does like wrench, like you do when you get yeah. off the couch. You know, yeah. you kind of went uh, like that. <laughs> Wrists his back. Here they come. Yep. Three of them. Yep. Translator. The, tr- the trainer, Trader, Doc. Translator. Doc. The poor guy, and he's. Before they hit the chalk, he's going, no, no, but, no, they wouldn't be stopped. They would not
0: be stopped. They were not. Pat, this is the third time in the last month he did the same thing to Burrios and Duffy. Yeah. And Duffy did the same thing that Kenta did, which was he started laughing, like, what the hell are you doing yeah, out yeah, here?
1: Leave me alone. And I think Burrios it, tried to wave him off I think it's even greater when they bring the translator with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the trainer. They should come out in like and an trainer, ambulance. The trainer. Was with him was looking at Rockall like
0: what the hell we doing here? You know what we should have? Yeah, a a <laughs> siren, a red siren <laughs> on top of Doc's head, on top of his ball cap that he oh, can activate and come out there with yeah. a. Yeah. God Almighty! He had some injuries
1: as a player, you know. He had the bad foot that ended up costing him his career, basically. But leave these poor. SOBs alone, for God's sakes. Leave them alone. Make them come to you. Don't go around and ask permission for them to play. Make them come to no, you. No, Doc can't help himself. Pat. No, he can't. He can't.
0: He's got, that like, was... he needs a therapist to talk to him about his yeah. need to come out and take <laughs> guys out. Did, did you see on the close play early in the game on Sunday where Buxton ran hard yeah, and he did like a little crow hop, a little hop yeah, and he ran away from Tommy Watkins, the first base coach so fast because he knew the doc was going to get <laughs> to Watkins was on his way. Yes. If he turned around, he didn't turn around. He just made a beeline for center field.
1: <laughs> oh God. It's unbelievable. I heard from a source who shall go name that when I wrote, wrote the, I think I broke out Dr. Baldelli at least, 5 weeks ago, didn't it? Yeah, five, you tried to do and a blog in the paper
0: and the paper stuck it in him. <laughs> yeah, a column. it. That became a
1: column. Yes. Yeah, I did the Doc Rock. I uh I heard from a uh, third-hand source that there was some chuckling in the higher-ups that uh, there's some Oh, there's some thought even with his superiors that he's kind of nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The th- So what? What happened? I I got to think he got a call
0: on Buxton don't you? Yes. Well, play him. I think, so I think you're right, but here's what well, I think. I think the Texas doctor said, listen, there's nothing wrong with him. Right. Them. I also think the Buxton people probably called the twins people and said, what are you doing? Yeah, Like, this is ridiculous now. Yeah. And but uh,
1: the MRI'd him and then the, apparently the Texas orthopede is like a, a big hitter, you know. Okay. And he looked at him and said yes, you know, play him. You know, so yeah. But it's it is. (laughs) But if we thought having Buxton back cured the doc, we found out Sunday it did not. The doc is. uh, Boy, you'd like him to be your kids' internist, though, wouldn't you? Mm Except you'd spend all your time at the hot. At, yeah, I feel like the, the doc doctor.
0: would find things that don't need to be found. <laughs> yes, there would. might be a heart condition when he's 50. Yeah, Should no, we do surgery do. <laughs> now? We can correct that now. Yeah, Doc Rock, man, he's something. He, he is something. This year has a, has really turned a corner in like seeing sort of the weird side of Baldelli, I think. like oh, We I always knew mean. it a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're seeing more and more. Yeah. I mean, he's literally bolting out of the dugout when a guy, uh, like, just uh, moves. Yeah, right. I mean, Buxton literally ran to – Buxton ran away. Yeah. Because I mean, he knew that if he retreated at all to the dugout, the well, dog was going to come I up. Said, in, I, said it was, I said the fact
1: that he let Buxton play the day after he played the first game was the greatest – was a greater upset than – the U.S. at Lake Placid. You know, I was shocked that Buxton played the next day. I texted
0: you? you, Teddy Ball game, 1941, last game. Yeah, Wouldn't have had the choice of no, playing. No, we we can't
1: afford to uh, let you lose the batting title. Well, really and you game. might be banged up. Yeah, you might be Teddy banged. might be
0: banged up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah you, you serve in World War Two, you get yeah. shot down, but you know what? You might be banged up. Yes, that's true.
1: That's true. It is the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Somebody somebody tweeted to me and I actually retweeted it, said it's it's if you if you if you do this with your players too uh, so often you turn them to glass. You know, they yeah. expect to be yes. you know, they they all of a sudden start wondering if they're hurt or not, right? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I'm sure the doc was was ecstatic when, when Cruz struck out and said, "My next little, you get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. You get out of here right now. Yeah, go to the clubhouse.
1: The only one we don't see in three weeks. The only one we don't worry about. All right.
0: I mean, they just
1: they just figured what the hell. What, oh yeah. yeah they yeah, just run yeah. him out there. <laughs> yeah. One, you know, people are still defending him, although he had another horrible weekend. But. uh one seventy nine. Yeah, I know. It's indefensible. Yes. One seventy nine. I don't care what he's doing that you can tell me OPS and slugging percentage and anything you want to one seventy nine. Mm-hmm. This is not you've, you know, I'd put him on waivers. I would designate him. And then, if somebody claims them, they can have them and take the contract. And if somebody doesn't, then you can send him to St. Paul and bring him back. You know, but yeah, it's it's, it's it's you know it's there's nobody. If I'm the other team, you know, he, he might be in one of those two day periods where he makes competitive at bats, but most of the time, there's nobody I'd rather have come to the plate
0: with two hot. He's lost. He's just know, lost. He's, he's got yeah. no approach. No, nope. he hopes he walks too. That's the thing is when he walks, he's hoping he walks. Well, he's not going uh, up there with uh. It
1: you know the real disgrace plan. is
0: he's batting a hundred in the hundred and thirties
1: against lefties. Yeah, that's impossible. I know that's impossible. But they throw him that little sinker in the front of the plate, and he's out here trying to hit it to left field instead of staying on it and hitting a rocket to center field. Uh, the, the that. That mediocre fastball down, yep. he pulls off it on every at bat. Yep. Got you know the I gotta go to the hitting coach and say, Hey, if you don't cure him in the next week, you're out of here. I'll try somebody else. I out. thought he I thought he might have been
0: fired already with the, <laughs> I'm
1: gonna hire Ted T senior, who's supposed to be his guy that yep. got him in shape, you know. But somebody, you know, it's brutal. Anyway, Cincinnati tonight, by the way, with the one and two hitters in the National League. Really? Winker and Castellanos have the two best batting averages. Winker's
0: turned himself into a hell of a ball player. He
1: is. He had three. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, anyway. All righty. All right. We'll uh, talk to you next week.
1: We're hot, baby. The twins (laughs) are hot. Yeah, Yeah, we're back. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugarcoated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no cost, no obligation, 48 minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608.
0: He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test, unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks.